Hi guys, welcome to the Second Wife Life podcast. This is Melissa. And I'm Shay. And we are college best friends who are living 3,000 miles away, but we share a very similar story. So join us in our journey as first-time wives, automatic mamas, and navigating through this beautiful life. Hey guys, welcome back to The Second Wife Life. We've got season two, episode two, and as we teased in the last episode, we're talking about our trip to Hawaii to visit Melissa, O, and Colby. So... We had this planned, I mean, last year, um, for many of you listeners that know, Melissa and Colby were supposed to have their wedding last year. So we had our flights and everything booked, ready to go. We were so excited and the pandemic came and everything got shut down, but luckily they still had a beautiful little elopement. Um, And so we postponed our trip to this year and which was supposed to be their wedding again. If you listen to (laughs) Our last episode, you know, that, that unfortunately didn't happen again. So anyways, we, you know, told Melissa, well, we still have flight credits. We still have all this happening that we need to use because it's going to expire. We'll still come out and visit. And that's what we did. (laughs) So in August, we went out before, um, well, O had already started school, but E hadn't started school yet. And so we went out right before school started and we had an absolute blast. It was nice to just get away, especially this whole pandemic stuff. We were a little nervous with COVID still an issue and with me being pregnant, but we survived. We're healthy. We're safe. We're good. (laughs) But um, it was such a great time. Melissa and I hadn't seen each other since before COVID. So it was good to see each other other than on zoom. Um, and the boys had only met once before and that was at our wedding and they hit it off at that, that time too, but that was really just like a day. And so this was the first time the boys were like with each other for a week. What was it? Five days, six days straight. And they were nonstop. Like they acted as if they had been best friends since birth. Like it was like, it was awesome to see. It was so cute. It was so great seeing them together. And like you mentioned, like it was five days or sorry, five nights, six days, you know, and like that can be a lot as a kid. Like I remember like when I would have like double sleepovers by that, like next day, I was like sick of my friends, like go home. I'm done with you. (laughs) Totally. And even with like family, we can get like that. So I, you know, Shay and I talked, we're like a little nervous, like are they going to like get sick of each other? Are they going to click? Are they going to get along? Like they're little boys. So like they have similar interests, but on the other hand, like they have very different interests as well. So we just like really weren't sure what to expect. And that was like partially why we, you know, we did that episode a few weeks ago with like the boys on an episode together, you know, getting to interact and like, okay. So like, this is who's coming and staying at my house for O and then for E like, Oh, this is whose house I'm going to just to kind of solidify that connection because the last time they saw each other was 2019 and they had just turned six. And so now they're, I don't even think they were, or Oliver. No, I don't think they were six. They were turn. They're about to turn six. About, yeah. It was like two weeks later they were turning. Six. Yeah. yeah. But so, it was, it was, it turned out better than Melissa and I could have ever expected. And 
And ever since coming home, he's always like, I miss Hawaii. I miss, oh, when can we see them again? When can we go back? And so that made me feel really good. Cause I was like, oh good, we could do more trips with them. Like we talked when we were there, we talked about doing like a Bahamas trip one time with all of us, you know? So it's good for us. Um, not only for just Melissa and I, like we've talked about having each other, um, not only having our friendship, um, since college, but having this bond as, you know, bonus parents together and being able to do these things with our bonus children make our situation, I think not only stronger, but even better that we are not only there for each other in the support type, but we're there for each other as like family friends. And we can watch the boys grow together and see them and their dynamic and what they're going through and how they relate with each other too. Cause we have no idea if they one-on-one ever talked about like their situations, you know, of you and me and bio mom and dads. And, you know, like, I have no idea. I wish we eavesdropped a little bit more to find out, but, <laughs> but you know, even if they didn't, maybe they will as they get older. Cause they know, Oh, Oh, is in the same situation as me or he's in the same situation as me. I wonder if I reach out to him, how he would feel about this topic or this situation or whatever may occur to them. Um, I hope that they can find that in each other. Like Melissa and I found that in each other. Definitely. And I think right now, cause like they still are young, right? So, you know, at eight years old, or do they really have like a full, I don't want to say grasp, but that's the only word that's really coming to mind. Like, do they have a grasp really of like what's going on and that they really are in similar situations or do they just see it, you know, as like, oh, this is his family. This is my family. Cool. And then as they get older and as, you know, they grow up, are they going to start experiencing things differently? Are they going to be more aware of, of what their family structure is like? And then to be able to use each other for support and as resources and like, this is going to sound silly, but like they kind of each other to like hold each other's hands as they get older, because they can understand what the other one is going through. And that was something that like came up for me a little bit before, you know, you guys came out was for oh, like we have full custody of him. And so for him to hear E talk about his mom and then Shay, like, is that going to make O feel confused? Is that going to make him feel sad that, okay, wait, E has both that are very present and active in his life, but he just has me. So is that going to, you know, come out? Is he going to you know, feel sad? Is he going to express that he's sad? And that was a really big concern for me, as I've mentioned in other episodes too, and that you've shared too, like with school, like there's situations where like they feel different. Yeah. And, you know, even not when it's just you guys that come out to visit, but even like when my parents come out and visit and I'm so close with my mom. And that's something that I try to keep in mind too. Like, does that, is that weird for him that I have my, my mom, mom? Yeah. And I totally get where you're, where you're coming from on that. And, and I mean, we talked about this before the trip and, and after, and it's totally valid. Like they are in similar situations, but they do see the small differences with each other. 
And that kind of goes for E too. Like, I wonder now that I'm thinking about it, I never didn't really think about this until right now, but I wonder if he ever thought that about, oh, like, even though E knows you're not bio mom, but he refers to you as mom and you guys have a family dynamic where he's with you two all the time to unlike E where he goes back and forth. I wonder on E's side, if he ever was like, oh, so that's what that's like, you know, like, why don't I have that? Or, you know, like those same kind of questions that O may come up with, E may have had on the other side of it too. And I didn't even think about that till right now. Never really crossed my mind. Uh, Probably because he's been going back and forth since he was two years old. So that's all he's ever known. Um, But it is interesting to see as they get older, if they do understand, well, they will understand as they get older, the dynamics. And I wonder if those questions will become more dominant in their minds, especially as we do more things together in the future. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I feel like is always in the back of my mind in like any type of situation, just like wanting to be like sensitive to that. And like, so I'll notice myself like watching him a little bit more like and checking in like, hey, are you okay? Hey, you know, because I mean, the kid is never quiet. So if there's any time like in the car where he's just like really quiet, like chances are he's probably just tired. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, is he thinking about anything? Because I want him to know, like, no matter what your family looks like, like you're so loved by your dad and I. Totally. I agree. And I, and I've noticed that with E too, like he's rarely ever quiet as well. And it is always like, you okay back there? Are you sure? Like you're quiet today. I'm just tired. It's like, okay. But I do wonder if, you know, there is more to it. They're just, you know, not ready to share or anything. Um, But I do think too, at their age, they're learning to kind of piece it all together more. They're starting to really understand where they fit in in general at school with their friends, home life, sports life, non-sports, you know, whatever it may be. I feel like this is the age range where they really kind of feel like who they are or get a sense of who they are. Um, So there could be things going on in their minds that we generally don't know about and they may not even be ready to share with us yet too or like have the words to be able to articulate it and then with that too sometimes I think that's where like us as the adults like I mentioned in the last episode like sometimes we just get into our own heads right and we place these thoughts that we have on them like oh are they thinking this are they thinking that and chances are like they're just staring out the window literally looking at the clouds and not thinking about anything or thinking about which pokemon they would want to turn into if they could turn into a pokemon (laughs) So 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 sometimes we like put that on them and that's where i think like you and i have done a really good job with that of not forcing it on them like we have these thoughts so you and i talk about them together or we talk to Dave and Colby about them, but we don't ask the boys like, hey, are you thinking about this? Hey, are you missing your mom right now? Hey, are you missing, you know, your birth mom right now? Like, I think that's one of the most like harmful things you can do. Like kids in general, typically are just like so happy go lucky. They're very genuine. They're very in the moment. And so when we have these thoughts as adults, like we need to take a step back and mean like, wait, like I'm putting this on them. 
And you can't do that. You can't verbalize that to them because then that makes them actually start to think about it. And that highlights to them, oh no, this isn't what other people experience. This isn't the life that other people have. And we need to create that secure home for them. Whereas if they're getting it from the external forces, like at school and sports that we've talked about, like that's cool. You know, they can, I mean, it's not cool because it's not like that inclusive environment, but you know, you have to let it go because you can't control that. But what you can control is like what's in your own home and making sure that they feel secure and cared for and loved. Um, and so with that, I guess I'm happy to report that my concerns were completely invalid and everything was completely fine. (laughs) Totally. And I think I, I, Melissa and I like knew they would have fun together and we knew that it would be a great trip, but I don't think we were fully ready to like the extent of how close these boys got. Like they were on like a whole nother level that we weren't even expecting. I don't think like, I never imagined that. Yeah, like they were wanting to do quite literally everything together. They were wanting to eat the same meals. And it's like, wait, normally you order this because that's your favorite. Like, are you sure you want to get that? Well, you're just doing it because he's doing it. And like, that's totally normal. (laughs) But I think we were just surprised at how quickly they took to each other. Like, you know, when I picked you guys up from the airport, we went to lunch and then we went to pick O up from school. And O and E just started talking like they see each other every day. All the time. I know there was no, but you know what? I also feel like that. I think a lot of that has to do with their age too, you know, and being at school and having to meet new kids every year, you know, they're at that perfect age where it's just like, yeah, dude, what's up? You know, versus like adults. It's like that awkward first date, you know <laughs> what I mean? Meeting new people in this, as an adult sucks. Like, it totally it's so sucks. So I think they had that going for them. But again, it was to an extent of like, they've known each other since birth. And I mean, granted, they have known each other since 2019, but not to the extent that they had while we were there. And I mean, these boys, they, they went so hard every single day. Like they would crash in the car. They would fall asleep. They would crash at Like they were so tired by the end of every single, I mean, we were all tired too, just trying to keep up with the two of them, but you know, they ran themselves to the ground every single day, just having so much fun together. And then they would be the first two up every morning. So excited to start playing again. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. We would wake up to them. Like they were waking up between 5.30 and 6 a.m. every day. And you just hear like their little laughs like throughout the house. Like they stayed in O's room, you know, so they weren't like running through the house. But you just hear their laughs. And, and then we went to Alwani and they were like taking turns, like opening that door that like conjoined our rooms. Like, are you up? Like Totally. And it's funny too, because he's not like a morning person. Like he likes to sleep, like waking him up for school is even a struggle. And so granted we had the time difference. So waking up at, you know, 6am Hawaii time was 9am our time. So it's like, he got to sleep in, but that was still like weird for Dave and I to be like, why are you like, this isn't you, you don't get up this early, but I think having that time difference helped a little bit, but yeah, he, 
he amazed us that whole trip. And I mean, they both did. They were so good. I mean, they rarely, there was like a few times where they would like bug each other and got on annoying terms. But I think maybe we were more annoyed with them than they are probably annoyed with each other. For <laughs> but, sure. but they were, they did so good. I was generally very proud at how well they were together. Yeah. I was just like backtracking a little bit. Like there are times when we'll be at the beach or, you know, we'll be out somewhere and oh, we'll say like, oh, I want to go play with that kid. Like, okay, like go, you know, if there's a kid at the beach who's playing in the waves, like he'll want to go play in the waves with him. Like, yeah, you can go. And then he just like creepily will like sit in front of the kid at the beach and just be like really weird. And he used to not be like that. So I was worried that he was going to like try to hide behind me a little bit but he didn't really have that option. It was like, okay, pick you up from school, get in the car. You're sitting next to E, yeah. you know, and then it's just, it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause there was that one beach we went to, and there was that other little boy that came up to, you <laughs> know, wanting to play with him. It was kind of like exactly what you described, except it was someone coming up to E and O and it was like that weird, but they played with him and they did good with him. And you know, they, all became friends at that time at the beach but that little story that you were talking about just made me think of that kid because that did happen (laughs) I forgot about that kid he was very persistent he was very persistent I know he was he was very sweet and I do remember like he fell and he like started crying because he got like a sand rash on him and yeah came up and was like um he's he fell and like he was telling us like what happened about e and o's like trying to tend to e and it was it was a cute moment <laughs> it's a cute dynamic yeah that like seeing the boys together like went so perfectly like more perfect than we ever could have thought and so that just like, makes it like that much more exciting because okay not only are we such close friends but now the boys can like grow up together too and like actually enjoy each other and not be like I have to hang out with you because you're my mom's friend's kid. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. And it's like, I think that's what I'm very thankful for is because like even growing up and I'm sure you can relate too, is like, we always did have like our parents' friends and their kids that we hung out. And sometimes like it clicked and sometimes it doesn't like like the childhood friend that you talked about that I introduced you to, like our friends were friends and like we grew up together and I mean, we hadn't seen each other in 10 plus years, but until I came out to Hawaii, but, you know, having that dynamic and that person that you could fall back on even 10 years later or whatever, like, I hope ENO can be that way, um, for each other. Like I said before, like, I hope they can have that friendship for years and kind of fall back on each other, regardless of what happens through the years. Definitely. And I mean, you know, with us potentially coming back to the mainland in the next year or so, give or take, like, that'll just, you know, I think like solidify it even more when like they're able to spend more time together and we're able to like go on these trips and things that we've talked about. No, for sure. I completely agree. So Um, just like we want this podcast to like be a resource for all of our listeners and like you and I have been able to like be a resource and sounding board for each other. Now, like the boys are going to be able to have that for themselves as well. Totally. I I completely agree. And I think I mean, not everybody out there that's listening may be in the same dynamic Melissa and I are in, and we are extremely lucky to not only have each other, but to have our boys be two weeks apart age. Like that doesn't always happen when you make friends 
well, not just make friends, but when you have a friend in the same situation as you, a lot of times the kids are in different age ranges and stuff. But for Melissa and I, we got super lucky. And now I think the boys are now benefiting from that as well. Definitely. And I mean, even if, you know, they're not kids who are going through like a similar situation, even just having like strong parents who are friends, you know, in like healthy households that comes down to the kids too. Totally. It really does. It's right. It, it reflects down and trickles down more than a lot of people think or realize. Um, and so it's important to, and we've talked about this before, just, you know, always watch what you say in your home, especially when it regards other parents in the picture or grandparents or family members or friends or anyone that may be around the child, um, in a parental role or not, it's always, you always got to be mindful of what is said, especially at the age range they are in, because they really remember everything and they hold everything and they won't let you forget. And, um, I think it just comes back to, to just being the parent in general and being mindful of how you treat them, what you say around them. And really at the end of the day, like Melissa and I are just trying to raise these boys to be good human beings, you know? And so that falls back on us being good human beings in front of them too. Yeah. And then seeing them interact together, it was just like, okay, like we're doing something right here. You know, they're both secure in their, their different families. And, and that was just really good to see. Totally. I agree. Okay. So this week or last week I had a mom fail and Melissa had a mom win. So we're going to trade it this week. I have a mom win and Melissa has a mom fail. So Melissa, do you want to start with your fail? Yes. So my fail, um, with COVID right now, uh, the kids aren't allowed to use the water fountains at school, which is like a little bit crazy to me. Like, I mean, I understand, but also at the same time, like how can you deny like kids drinking water, you know, like what if they didn't have enough water in their water bottle or like they drank it all, or if a kid happened to, let's say, forget their water bottle in the car. Um, so that's what happens here. So every morning, like, okay, make sure you have like your snacks, your homework, your water bottle. Right. And sometimes he puts it in his backpack and other times he carries it. So he has like a big hydro flask. It's like the 40 ounce one. And so sometimes he doesn't want it in his backpack because he doesn't want it to crush his snacks. Understandable. And, um, so I noticed he like gets out of the car at school and he like walks away. Right. And I don't see him holding his water bottle. So I'm like, oh, it must be in his backpack today. Cause like I said, sometimes it's in his backpack. Sometimes he carries it. Well, I stopped thinking about it. I was like, okay, it must be in his backpack. Cause I watched him literally like put it in the car with us. So I just assumed like while we were driving, he put it in there. Well, I go to pick him up that day and I was like, how's your day? And he was like, I'm so thirsty. I'm like, what's are you okay? He's like, I'm just so thirsty. I'm like, did you drink all your water today? And he's like, what water? And I'm like, the water bottle that you took. He's like, I left it in the car. And like, I looked in the back seat after, like before I drove away, like when I saw you get out and start walking without it, I looked in the back, didn't see it. So I thought you put it in your backpack. And so we're like, you know, like, okay, when we get home, we'll look in the car and then we like, both of us go and we look in the car and neither of us see it. 
And so I tell Colby when he gets him like, hey, oh, had this, I don't know where it went. And so I was like, but did you lose it at school? Like, did something happen to it? Because now I'm like, okay, it must have been in his backpack and something happened to it at school. He just didn't want to tell me. So he said he forgot it, right? And he's like, no, I promise, I promise. I'm like, well, where else would it have been though? Like, I just looked in the car with you. So I'm not just trusting an eight-year-old to look like I'm looking too. (laughs) And sure enough, Colby comes back in the house with the water bottle. And I'm like, where'd you find it? And he was like, it was shoved under the seat. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So poor guy didn't have water at school that one day. And I felt so bad. But also all Owen I did was like laugh. Like, how did we both miss that? And so now I make sure it's always, yeah. (laughs) And so then now I just always make sure that it's in his backpack. Like we're done carrying it. I'm sorry. I don't care if your snacks get squished a little bit but it's important for you to have water at school, especially because you guys can't use the water fountains. No, totally. I, I pretty sure we, that was one of my mom fails on season one last year of sending E when they finally went back to in-person to school with no water or snacks or something. It was like super hot. Like we've all been there. We've all done that. (laughs) That was even like you actually sent him to school without it. Like it just got lost in the transition between home and school. Yeah. So my mom win this week is, I kind of said this in the last episode, he has been so excited for his baby sister to come and he's been such a sweetheart about it and loves like helping pick out things for the baby and outfits. And, you know, he helped us design the nursery and pick out furniture and he, he just loves to be involved. So a lot of our um, registry items are starting to arrive from people buying us stuff and just sending them here. And we registered for the Mama Roo like swing jumper thing. And it like moves in different patterns. And so Dave and I opened it and got it set up on a day that he wasn't with us. And so it's sitting in the nursery. So when he came back, he saw it in there and got super excited. And he took one of his stuffed animals. Well, first he's like, Shay, come here. I want to show you something. So I was like, okay. But I guess he was in there for a while because he took one of his stuffed animals, put it in the little seat. And then was showing me how to work it and was like, look, this button does this. This one does the sounds. This one does this. And if you go this one, it goes faster. If you do this, it goes slower. He's like, I got it all figured out. So when the baby comes, I can help and just like do this for her and and make her stop crying. Like it was so sweet. And I, I couldn't be any more like thankful that he's so excited and so ready for his baby sister to come and seeing him light up on like all the baby stuff that arrives and, you know, trying to figure it out. So he's ready for her too. Like, it was just, it was very heartwarming to see. That's so sweet though. Like when they take it upon themselves, it wasn't like, oh, can I see this? Or can I play with this? Or can I figure it out? He just like took that initiative himself to like learn how to use it and to like test one of his stuffed animals. That's so sweet. It was so cute. He'd used this bear that he's had since he was a baby, since he was born. And he put bear in there and like made it work with bear. It was so cute. So it's going to be really fun to see him when the baby does get here. And hopefully all the crying and stuff doesn't like scare him away, but (laughs) we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll be excited either way, you know? Yeah. He's very excited. And he, he's always got a countdown going and, um, he loves asking on my app, like what in comparison 
is the size of the baby. Cause on this app I have, it always says like, it's the size of a water or not watermelon cantaloupe or this or that like this week. Cause I'm 31 weeks now it's a coconut. And so every week he's asking, what's it now? What's it now? And so he's, he's so involved with it. And Dave and I couldn't be more happy about it. He's going to be such a big brother, such a big brother. He's going to be such a good big brother. I think he will be. He's got such a good heart um, and a big heart for such a you know young age that I think he's going to be really, really good with her. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, thanks for listening to episode two, guys, and stay tuned for more journeys this season with us, like baby life updates. <laughs> Yes. So our next episode, we're going to be talking about how Shay and Dave collectively plan to, you know, merge the little girl with Evan, what the new like family structure is going to look like, um, how they talk to him about having a baby. And then, you know, how do, how do we manage going forward, you know, dealing with holidays and those kinds of things. Um, So stay tuned for episode three. Thanks guys. We'll see you soon. Bye.